0: Slashers and Survivor Girls, welcome to another stupid
1: edition of Future Real Horror Cast. I'm your host, Meg. Ah! I'm Fox. I had to come in hot.
0: Yeah, you did. Oh my god.
1: It's like I came in from the other room and I just have...
0: zing
1: no, oh, ready to go. Did
0: you caffeinate before?
1: I did I had a monster. Uh... you should see me on a bang.
0: Bang for breakfast, bang yeah, like... for lunch, dinner, felony!
1: <laughs> I love it. I um... turned into Deppie Duck
0: awesome so welcome everybody uh before we get into this week's episode we just want to do a quick little shout out to our sponsor once again we are being um, sponsored by the smell of fear candle company she's they're based out of buffalo new york um they are all handmade candles they're made of soy and coconut wax um, and they are super fantastic we are currently burning the gonna need a bigger boat um, all of the candles are inspired by horror movies
1: oh they're so good
0: all of her favorites and, um,
1: uh, all of everybody's favorite really.
0: pretty much <laughs> she's she offers up everything from Beetlejuice to Edgar Allan Poe to jaws like we are currently yeah. burning um, the gonna need a bigger boat fra- fragrance is awesome it is so manly so manly um, it's a mix of sea salt and dry wood and just that hint of um, it's very soft. I can't even put my finger on what it is exactly, but it's a very soft, almost uh, tobacco-y sort of oil smell.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's funny. Like I actually like, you know, went out to you know take the trash out, and then when I came back in, like it just like kind of hit, and I was just like, ah, it's just like comfort. Like it's it's like, hmm. I'm gonna like go a, do some shit around the house now. <laughs>
0: it's it's like a warm wool fisherman's sweater. There you go. Wrapped around you, protecting you from the elements and all of the very large things with teeth under <laughs> your boat. But uh, for our spectacular listeners, because you guys are so awesome, Smell of Fear Candle Company is offering 30% off of your purchase now through the end of April. Go to etsy.com shop slash the smell of fear. Enter code CREEPINIT30 into the cart and you'll receive 30% off of your candle purchase uh, from now until April 30th.
1: No. I mean, these candles are amazing. And if you can not, you know, save some money on them and help support a local, you know, little area, do it. Like, yep. get, like get on it.
0: So, support itty-bitty businesses because we need, we and they need your support the most. So, once again, that's etsy.com slash shop slash the smell of fear. And it's code it 30 at the checkout. And now, on to the show. Yeah. This week
1: yep so uh this week i wanted to you know dive into a new film and uh so i went with midsummer
0: yeah um so just a heads up for everybody if you have not seen this movie pause the podcast because we are as always spoiler friendly we
1: are going to spoil the shit out of this movie
0: uh neither lunchbox nor i believe in handcuffing ourselves in terms of conversation so if you have not seen midsummer turn us off and don't get angry because we're going to talk about all the spoilery yep. goodness and the shenanigans in this movie. But
1: I mean, uh, I mean, it's streaming on uh, like if you have Amazon Prime, like it's streaming there. I believe it's also streaming on Netflix. Uh, but you can also get it on Vudu for you know pretty cheap. And so I mean, if it's like if you got it's- some downtime, give it a pause go watch it and then come back and join us
0: yeah it's a pretty uh it's a readily available movie uh, midsummer had come out on july 3rd 2019 it was made for a budget of approximately 10 million dollars and grossed just shy of 46 million it was written and directed by ari aster of uh, hereditary fame he's also the writer and director of that movie as well it starred florence Pugh as danny jack rayner as christian wilhelm Blumgren as pele william jackson harper as josh and will poulter as mark um, just a heads up on this one, this movie is definitely not for mainstream horror fans. This is for those who are patient and are willing to sit through a very slow burn type situation. Um, cause this movie is slow.
1: It is the uh, it's a thinking man's type movie.
0: Yeah, it really is. It it, it gives you a lot of time to digest what's going on it also gives you a lot of time to get to know the characters and learn to dislike most of them for starters <laughs>
1: yeah yeah for for most of them i yeah. can see that but uh it, it's one of those like you have to pay attention and it's if you if you're not paying attention to something it you kind of you kind of miss out like it's so it, it adds you know <laughs> it's, it's you will be rewarded
0: yeah, this is definitely one where if you don't pause it and you walk out of the room to go pee and come back, you're gonna be super lost because um, there's a lot of there's a lot of things happening where you you're definitely gonna have questions if you're not focused on what's going on in the movie because it takes a lot of twists and turns because it starts out pretty serious. Um, the main focus of the story is Danny, uh, Florence Pugh's character. And, and she's fantastic. Oh, she's wonderful in this movie. And it. But the, the main focus is her and her relationship with Christian, Jack Rayner's character, um, who is just awful. He's a total beta soy boy who has no direction in life. He doesn't know what he wants to do. He's wishy-washy on everything. Um, his friends in the beginning of the movie are giving him shit because they're like, Dude, you've been wanting to break up with her for like a year? Why are you not doing it
1: yeah and uh, on top of that it's it's even worse because like later on in the movie we come to find out that they have been together for four years yeah. and so it's like he's just really like sitting on it and it's yeah like, he's
0: not he's not wanting to do anything he's christian's the drifter type he doesn't know anyone, have any real direction um he doesn't i guess he's in a master's program with his friend josh and um, he doesn't even know what he's writing his thesis on. And um, even though Josh is super driven, Christian's just sort of like, oh I'll figure it out when I get there.
1: Yeah. Like they they have this this dynamic where it's you have Mark who is just the worst. And I actually wrote that in my notes. I'm like, he is just the worst. He's the the goofy not not even goofy, but he's just like that douchey. Asshole that is the comic relief for the movie.
0: Kinda. He's also because the the movie t- most of it takes place in Sweden. He's also the stereotype of what most people would describe your prototypical American to be. Yeah.
1: Like. Um, he's
0: loud. He's brash. He's obnoxious. Yeah.
1: He's, <laughs> it must be from Boston.
0: He's incredible. Uh, <laughs> the fuck you say? Sir, <laughs> he also is completely unaware of his surroundings or the needs and wants of other people outside of himself. So he plays into a lot of the selfish American, oblivious American type stereotypes that are floating around yeah. out there in the world.
1: And then uh, Josh, he is, as you said, he's you know he's very driven. He's very smart. Uh, he's. Probably the most level-headed person in this entire movie.
0: He's a man with a plan. Um, He knows exactly what he's doing. The whole trip to Sweden, it's partly his idea and partly Pele's idea, because Pele's from Sweden. Um, Josh, his whole motivation is he has his master thesis to write, and he wants to write it on um, the midsummer traditions of different European villages. So they're going to spend June and July... Kind of wandering around most of Europe. Um, and Pele suggests going to his village because they have a nine day midsummer celebration. Yeah.
1: And, and uh, Pele, he is from this very, very, very tiny commune and uh, in like the you know, just fucking nowhere of Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he just has this thing where he's like, hey, my village has this. You know, big you know kind of event, big festival. Um, It's a it's a huge thing, and let's go. Well, it turns out that the the guys all you know set up this trip, and they're going to go. Well, it turns out that uh, you know Christian actually did not tell Danny at all that he was going to go. Yeah. Um, he bought the ticket and everything, and and he and she...
0: Like, he was just going to fuck off for a month without... Yeah, him.
1: and she found out later on, just kind of like... And she was very shocked and surprised. But it turns out that his plan was that he was going to be broken up with her before he left. And so... Yeah,
0: about yeah. that. So,
1: but the at the beginning of the movie, though, we get uh, uh, kind of a little bit more... Uh, more of the start of Danny and her uh, really her, her, the start of her downfall. like it's just her, her mental breakdowns. And- I
0: wouldn't say her downfall because she ended up pretty triumphant at the end. Um, this is the start of her metamorphosis kind of. She um, she's a girl who she struggles with anxiety. I mean, they show her popping out of van. Um, She deals she's got a troubled sister who's bipolar and is constantly threatening to kill herself Um, and she has a pair of parents that uh, There's not really a whole lot on them, um, but I'm under the impression that they sort of just Let their daughters have their way like they're not very um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for they're not very strict nor are they very like Um, there's no authority with them.
1: But, like, we never really get a whole... Well, we don't have a chance to really get a whole lot of in-depth detail.
0: because they were sleeping the whole time.
1: Yeah. So, at the beginning of the movie, uh, there is a phone call from Danny and it's on a you know mess answering machine and she's like hey you know i just i got a an email from uh, i believe it was sarah was the I, sister's I don't name. Remember, i don't remember her sister's name uh, but yeah she's like oh yeah I I, you know i got an email from her and it sounded like you know kind of Serious and and something that you know, I I wanted like you know kind of worried me So I'm just checking up on you guys and making sure you guys are okay. You know give me a call and, and everything like that well, then it turns out a Little bit later. So it's uh, that Danny has been constantly like trying to Contact her sister and email and like she's starting to freak out and and like she's you know calling uh, you know she calls her best friend and says, Hey, like, you know, like I'm I'm freaking out, I don't know what to do and it's like oh, I really need like I, I, like I wanna you know call Christian about it, but I don't want to feel like I'm burdening you know, being a burden on him. And, you know, she's feeling like she's being like every every time like she has a problem like anything a problem or whatever she's going straight to him i
0: mean she is emotionally high maintenance because she does struggle a lot with any anxiety issues and she has a fairly dysfunctional family with her sister being the way that she is um unfortunately when it comes down to it like christian has been sort of arm's length with her for a long time And, um, she can, she can tell, and she's talking to her friend about it. And it's like, I think I'm driving him away. I don't think he can handle all of this. Well,
1: well, well, her friend is even going like, no, like that's what a boyfriend's supposed to do is actually be there for his girlfriend. And at the beginning of the movie, we don't know that it's been four years. Like I could see maybe if it's like a kind of a newer relationship where it's like you don't really know this person like like this person's got a lot of baggage and a lot of you know family history it's like but they've eh. been together
0: through most of college at this point so unfortunately the threats that the sister was emailing danny about i'm going to kill myself i'm going to kill myself she the last email that she gets is i'm going to kill myself and i'm taking mom and dad with me and christian's trying to blow it off like this is your sister's cry for attention again and you keep giving her attention and christian was really dismissive of the whole thing um not even really super supportive and on one hand i kind of get it because it's like okay how many times are we going to go through this this is you this is clearly she just wants attention and then on the other hand it's kind of like that's not the best way to handle it anyway well at the end of the day, though. Danny's sister follows through with her threats and uh, in the most spectacular way possible.
1: It blew my mind. I was just like, this is the most metal thing. It was just like insane because it, it, like, at first I thought that she was in the garage, but it turns out, like, so she goes and she turns on, or she has both cars that are in the garage running and. Then the camera's, like, panning out, and you could see a hose running out of the, the exhaust, but it's going up through the house, and you can see it just, like, trailing off. But The then, camera
0: work, actually, and this scene great. So good. Because you're, you're watching, you're kind of getting little glimpses of the emergency workers there, um, you know, breaking the doors down and getting into the house, and then the camera snakes around following the hoses. I don't know where she got these fucking hoses because they managed to snake... Through the garage, into the house, all the way up the stairs to two separate bedrooms where um, Danny's sister duct tapes. In one, she feeds the (laughs) hose into her parents' room, duct tapes to seal the edges and lets them die of carbon monoxide poisoning in there. And then the way Danny's sister dies is she shuts herself up in her bedroom and she forces the – she stuffs the tube in her mouth and duct tapes her mouth and nose shut and suffocates herself that way. Like
1: that is crazy brutal. Like
0: this is I'm not allowing herself to chicken out at the last minute where like if she did something similar to what she did with her parents where she just forced it into the bedroom or something she like that. She could have
1: like freaked out. She like, could have like, yeah. yeah,
0: she could have second, you know, second guessed it, opened the window. This was,
1: nope, I'm done.
0: Yeah, so this was a very for sure thing. Yeah. Um but we don't get the conversation that Danny has with the whole thing. We just get her We just get Christian, he's out with his buddies, and um, there's a phone call Christian gets from Danny, and she's hysterical.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it starts off where, so Danny's friend is very supportive and is like, no, that's what a boyfriend's supposed to do. You, like, go to him, like, you know, do your thing. But on the flip side of that, Christian's friends are all, like, super annoyed. They do not like Danny. They think that she's extremely needy and they're kind of like the douchey you know college guys that's like
0: what you have is you've got pele super sensitive and he's definitely the empath of the group especially for a dude um which is really unusual he is the one who sort of is a little bit more tiptoey in navigating the situation and then you have josh who's super practical like he's mr practicality and he's like he just he'll lay out the facts he's he's a facts and figures guy and um that's how he talks to christian Then you have mark who's just a douche and he's like just she doesn't have sex with you anymore just fuck just fucking ditch her
1: yeah
0: and um so you have very three very uh clearly distinct and different personalities all coming down on christian at the same time but they all have the same answer for him it's like you need to get rid of danny
1: yeah. So this this whole time, like they're like, he's like, oh, I got to get rid, you know, get get rid of her. I'm gonna break up with her. Break up with her. And then he gets a, another phone call from her. All the guys are like, oh my god, like what? Another yeah. Another call. Like, are you serious? And then it turns out where her sister, like you know, she finds out that her sister killed her entire family, and she's like unleashes like all this emotion, and she's just like. It's, like, this, like, crazy, like, crying, like, dry heaving, and then, like, Christian goes, and he's, like, holding her, but you could tell, like, there's a distance. Like, he's just, he's just holding her just a like, this is just something I gotta do, and I don't know how to deal with this, and you could just tell, like, there was, there was he's, a separation.
0: Christian bothers me a lot. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: oh, uh, uh, it gets worse.
0: Because he just doesn't, he's just that guy who... He's just a floater. And it's like, oh my God, just man up and do something. And he, the betas drive me crazy. Anyway, um, but this is, that's all the cold open. And this is where we get why I think it was so easy for Danny to make her transition through the movie um, once they get to Pele's commune, the whole thing. Um, Danny's an interesting character. I want to talk about the characters a little bit since we touched on them already. Danny's an interesting character. Um, she doesn't seem like it in the beginning. She actually seems pretty dull. Um, but once you start kind of putting together her backstory after watching the cold open, and um, you're kind of following through the how she's processing all of the trauma through the movie, it's interesting to watch her journey through Sweden because initially she's a pleaser. Like she's one who's like, whatever you want to do, Christian, it's fine. Like she doesn't want to. She's trying really hard not to rock the boat because she is so, she's aware of how emotionally um, high maintenance she really is. And her concern is, I don't want to push Christian away. She's really into Christian for some fucking reason. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of the comfort of being together for so long, or if it's just she's used I, I to it. I think that
1: might know. be, is what it is, is that you? You've, she found a groove and she found someone that she can, you know, bounce emotional baggage on.
0: But I also think it's another, I also think there's the added layer of she's already lost everything else in her life. She really wants to very badly hang on to the last thing that's familiar to her.
1: And it's, I also don't think that she is somebody that likes to be alone. Mm -mm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm that way. Like I've, I've never, like I've always liked being in, like with you know friends or like i always have to be like around somebody like right. I, I always found myself like extremely bored when i'm like all by myself i mean i love
0: being alone though so i'm the polar opposite of that like i, yeah. I, I can function just fine being by myself doing just about so, anything
1: i mean i i just i like being social and, and you know talking to people and things like that i mean there's times where it's like you gotta have that that alone time but the majority of that so i kind of see where like that kind of aspect of her where it's like she's found someone and like she always wants to like kind of be with them or talk with them and and it's like and that could come off as being like super needy or clingy or you know just uh just kind of annoying or anything like that um but i mean it she was aware of it like and that was the thing it was like i almost feel like she should have like like you know really just talk to him about it and just brought it up and say hey like i am super sorry if i'm if i if i just drop all this stuff on you but you know i like you're comfortable to talk to and like i just i I feel safe like all this like really lay it out for them and put your cards on the table because
0: the communication sucks between the two of them they're really not great at it um from the point when she christian's like oh we're going i'm going to a party she's like what party and he's like, I already told you, like, I want to go pop into this party for a bit. I told you it was happening. He's like, 45 minutes or something like that. And she's like, well, I'm going to come. And this is, I don't know, a week or two after everyone died. So she's trying to go. And then that's when the Sweden conversation comes up is at the party. And then once they get back to their apartment, she's confronting Christian about it. Because she's like, so wait a second. Like, you, I don't know anything about this. And he'd only casually mentioned the whole thing. in passing, initially at one point, like, it came up as a potential thing for them to do over the summer, not telling her that the idea was that she wasn't going to be around. <laughs> like, he didn't plan on telling her because he yeah. didn't plan on sticking around with her. So so,
1: <laughs> so it ended up uh, turning into where, at first, it was just going to be uh, the guys.
0: They go through this whole conversation, and she's the one who is like, constantly apologizing for bringing it up in the first place and she's like i just want to clear the air she's perfectly calm christian's getting amped and it's just throughout the whole movie she's doing this when they get to sweden and they're offered the mushrooms like christian's about to go jump in with his buddies and have it and she doesn't want to initially um and then somehow she feels like she's going to hold christian back from having fun with his friends so she's like screw it I'll, i'll take them anyway um even though she really wasn't ready to go on Mr. Toad's wild ride, she did it anyway. Um, And then, like, there was just little things throughout the movie where she was trying to be as placid towards Christian as possible. Um, It's little things like that where she's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not going to, I don't want to be a wet blanket on your fun. So she's become aware of her emotional neediness but i think she's going about things in the wrong way like she's trying to overcompensate throughout most of this movie for christian to keep him around yeah
1: one of the the biggest like factors for this movie and like the things that are like topics that this movie plays with is control and the lack of it um and it's a big thing where it's like she can't really control her relationship um she also can't control life and, and her emotions uh she's constantly like like things like it just comes in waves where she just it, would, it, it hits her and she just automatically breaks down and like just can't control herself mm-hmm. um and then uh <laughs> during the movie when we they real like i mean drugs are like a huge thing in this movie um so it's like she ha- she doesn't have any control over her actual like functions because of the you know being drugged um or taking drugs um and then there's, I, it's just it's a it's a lot. So I like that. Yeah. Um. And then at the end of it, she actually gains control, and that's that's a cool thing.
0: They, yeah. I think Ari Aster does a really good job of exploring this idea of losing control and taking control, and I think having the psychedelic element um, plays into that because you have to have faith in the drug that you're taking, and you have to be able to. Relax that control in order to have a good trip if you're constantly trying to maintain control of yourself and your surroundings it's bad trip time
1: yeah it's um it was interesting to to see um when the group first arrives in sweden and they get to the um to the field and pele uh gives them the mushrooms uh he ends up giving the whole group uh, you know just regular mushrooms but then they have a mushroom tea uh you know and that that danny takes and that i actually almost think that's a little bit quicker than i, I, don't, don't, know. I don't know
0: i don't know i've never personally taken any psychedelics i think the tea is just gonna hit you different because the properties get boiled out of
1: me that's yeah
0: the the it's, it's sort of like I don't know. Smoking pot versus edibles.
1: <laughs> if you guys have done mushrooms, and you I'm know sure how you it can works. Tell
0: us. But my, my best <laughs> guess is it's it's like the difference between smoking and edibles. If Like the high feels different and the high behaves different yeah. between the two.
1: So, but it was interesting to see where every, like all, the whole group is just kind of like laid out on the, on the grass. But Pele is, or Pella, I'm sorry, called him Pele. Like he's a it's fucking Pe- sucker player he's pele pele um so but he's like sitting indian style almost like meditating mm-hmm. and he's like so already that's pro move right there oh, like sure that's like i've done this shit before and he's just
0: kicking back <laughs> and letting
1: yeah.
0: letting the ride happen um, you know danny danny does okay until she allows her mind to start floating, well, to the, start drifting, and then Mark, Mark immediately like, at one point starts getting real paranoid, and then he starts going down bad trip land, and they almost yeah. lose him.
1: Yeah, like they well they start to lose him, but then like uh, I think it, it, somebody one of the the guys mentions the word family, and Danny like she goes right into bad trip mode, and she's just like freaking out. She walks over to this other group that's sitting there and they're clearly all tripping balls and they're just laughing but then she thinks that they're laughing at her and so she like freaks out even more runs over to this barn and then sees an image of her sister in this mirror and i'm like that's fucking cool like it's it's really really awesome
0: there's several drug trips throughout this movie and i love how they're filmed because they're so subtle it's like they could go the way of like the Fear and loathing in Las Vegas with the ridiculous, like fish heads and distorted faces, but they didn't do that. It was really small things where Danny. The, the grass starts growing out of danny's hand or like when she's heading out towards the woods the trees are kind of breathing there's like a little bit of a warp on the background it's really soft it's really subtle but it's kind of enough to tweak your vision yeah. um when she becomes the may queen towards the end of the movie the crown of flowers on her head starts breathing yeah like you can see the different um flower heads opening and closing and it was actually really pretty the flower thing was really pretty.
1: Yeah, and uh, there there was one really cool one where uh, Christian is given a, a pretty heavy, like, you know, like, dose, and he starts to trip, and he not, like, I mean, you could tell, like, he's, he's struggling, and he sits down at the, the dinner table with the rest of the, the commune, and he's, like, asking this guy a question, and this old man, like, turns around and, like, snaps like right in front of his face christian flinches but you could see like like this shock wave and it was like almost like if like a like a jet hit like sonic boom like you could see the shockwave behind it like you could see it and you could see the ripple of the clap yeah and i was just like that's got to be fucking trippy like that's that's really cool
0: yeah it was filmed it was it was beautiful filming the the whole background of this movie was gorgeous Um, weirdly enough, it was filmed in Hungary, not in Sweden, but I've never been to either country. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that the background worked, um, and the area of Sweden they were in is so far north that this time of the year, they have the midnight sun where the sun never really sets the, it's just the lights dim for a couple of hours in the middle of the night. Like the first trip they have. Oh, it was when they realized it was midnight. Someone, probably told him it was midnight. And yeah, that's when Mar- Mark that, starts that's when losing Mark He's shit. like, I don't like
1: this. I don't like this. Yeah. This, is not, this is not natural.
0: Yeah, he starts freaking out. But um, throughout, there's it's daylight throughout most of the movie, except for a couple of, of oddball scenes, um, except for right at the beginning, and then there's like one scene with Josh, uh, where Josh uh, meets his demise. Um, it's dark then, but it's only kind of dark. It's, it's
1: still, yeah, the it, sun's it's, still kind of out. Yeah, it's a little rough. But I mean, like, I, I love that... The, the daylight really plays into the the feel of the movie, where, like, when, like, most, like, you know, most horror movies, they really focus on dark elements and, like, really like, getting you scary, but this one, it, it flips it where it's like, oh, nope, it's we're going to show you all the crazy shit in the light, and it's
0: yeah really, and the, really cool. And the, it's funny, the way that that plays is because the daylight is usually considered safe in a horror movie this is the safe time yeah and night time's a scary time well there is no night time really in this movie so when the, co- uh, the commune starts getting more active and the days start going by as they're getting deeper into this celebration they start getting a little bit more um active a little more tense a little more violent and um it's it, it's a strange pairing to have that happen during the day um it looks really cool it's a it's a little unsettling and also i
1: don't know if you caught this too uh, most of the scenes in america when uh, the group was you you know um just interacting or whatever it was um it was almost always a nighttime scene Yeah, it it was very it was a very dark filming uh especially like when they were in like the apartments or anything like that it was always like it was very dark, and then there was, like, you know, like yeah. a, a light, like a night light or something like that that was on. Um, so it felt very cold and, and dark. But then, like, once you got to the commune, super bright, super warm, super welcoming. Um, and that was a really cool, you know, transition. I
0: want to talk about the commune a little bit, because this is where um, Pele was raised. That It was initially his idea to go... Um, and there's a fun little twist on Pele at the end. Um, we get a little bit of his backstory when he's basically talking Danny in off the ledge after they get to Sweden. She's freaking out and he's trying to explain to her, look, I know where, you are, where you've been. Both of my parents died when I was little. And this is the place that feels like home to me. And um, I, was, I think I was joking with you throughout the movie. I was like, Pele clearly is in love with Danny because the whole time he's like... You know, do you really want Christian? I mean, you don't even seem to really like him that much. Like, he...
1: (laughs) Like, Pele actually, he remembers... Like, it's actually Danny's birthday when they're in Sweden. Um, And Pele, you know, remembers it.
0: And yeah, he gives her a drawing and everything. Yeah,
1: he gives her like he, a hand drawing, and and he's just like, oh, like you know, you can just tell you know, just keep it between us, and um, and yeah, you know, she's just like, oh, this is great, and she's like, oh, this is nice because you know, Christian, Christian forgot, and so then you know, like, you know, Pele he, like goes over to Christian and talks to him about it, says, hey, you, you done fucked, you up. fucked up, and so later on, like Christian like tries to like make up for it, and he like brings her this like cake and he's trying to do this like makeshift like happy birthday and it's just like uh like she's like it's it's okay if you forgot. and he's like i'm sorry like and he tries to make the excuse like all the you know the time zones and four
0: years together it's it's what a shit. not only
1: that <sighs> to back up back on christian but not only that so uh we end up meeting uh it's it's Pella's brother uh Ingra Ingmar Ingmar. sorry Ingmar Ingmar Mm -hmm. and uh his friends from London uh Simon and Connie and it's funny because Simon and Connie are uh engaged like they're yeah
0: I think they've been together about a year or a little less than that
1: and so they're like oh well how long have you guys been together and Christian goes oh about three years and she's like it's been four I'm like how do you forget a whole year and because that
0: whole year <laughs> he was planning on breaking up with her, so he kind of lost track of time.
1: Yeah. The I'm like, god, dude,
0: what a what an asshole. The I'm gonna diverge here for a second. The birthday cake scene was really funny because, um, you, could, you could argue there's a little bit of symbolism there because he couldn't get the candle lit, like he couldn't. You could say that him fighting to light the candle was um, the them not being able to spark the relationship. Um, yeah. The the every time. It, he just couldn't get it to light. And um, that, I think, symbolized their entire relationship right there. Like, they're for- he kept trying to force it. Just like the two of them. They just keep trying to force this relationship that just isn't happening. It's not happening naturally. And they keep trying to spark something that's not ever going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but this commune where Pele grew up, he said feels like home. And essentially, they have this really... It's functional, but it's also kind of weird, and I can't decide if it's healthy or not. Um, They have uh, the leader of the whole group is a a woman named Siv, and it's they're broken down into age groups. Um, They're also hyper focused around the number nine, so the age groups are broken down into um, multiples of nine. So. Ages 0 to 18 are, they're considered one category in life. Ages 19 to 36 is considered like the adult time in life. And then 37 to 54 is sort of, is corresponding with the seasons is the fall. So they have spring, summer, fall. And then um, from 55 to 72 is winter. And that's considered the end of life when you're one of the elders in the group. And uh, I forget who was who it that asked. Was it Josh? What happens at 72?
1: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and that, that's what it was. Is, is, was Payla mentioned that it was, it, they kind of, they go based off of the seasons. As you mentioned, it's like you got the, like the babies or, you know, the springtime. Uh, I think it's from 8... Well, it's 17 to 32 is the summertime.
0: No, I just... I already gave, I already gave those because they were breaking them up into... But yeah, but that's They were what, focused on the number nine, so but, they are all multiples of nine.
1: No, but that's when, but it, that the, Like, he goes based off of the four, and he's like... And that's when Mark was like, what happens at 72? And he doesn't say anything. He doesn't no, he, answer No, he,
0: does he does the little... Um, the neck the crossing of the neck motion.
1: Oh, does I didn't yeah, see that. Yeah, he does a head that. cutting
0: off motion. And they're laughing because they're like, oh, so people just dropped dead around here at 72. Well, fast forward to one of the rituals where two of the elders were aging out of the group and they are essentially the midsummer sacrifices. So they go through this whole ritual. They're um, basically treated as like king and queen for the day. Yeah. And um, they go through this whole ritual where they have to smear blood on, like, a runestone and then uh, have to proceed to fling themselves off a cliff onto a rock below, which the woman does successfully. She goes, a splat. However, the man does not. Um, And he lands kind of half on, half off. And basically just breaks his body in half well, and it's really. The gruesome. way
1: the way that the woman lands is like she actually lands face first and yeah. she destroys her face. Um like she dies instantly. Yeah, she crushes and then, her whole head. But the way that the man jumps is like like so she almost goes like belly flopping, he jumps down and he jumps feet first. And that's where it's like he lands and he like it breaks his leg uh like you know, like Clean, like, I mean, like, rips through the skin and the bone and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, it's and at it's,
0: an angle that is not natural to
1: humans. Um, oh, and the the actual ceremony, it is a legit uh, Nordic, like, ceremony that, um, you know, happened, you know, many, many years ago. But it's, uh, uh, I believe it's Etzpuda? Is that how you say it?
0: It's called Atastupa.
1: Atastupa. So, I mean, um, I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, you know, the director... He actually went and did a whole bunch of research on uh, just Nordic, you know, like, you know, torture, like, kind of, uh, and, like, different, like, ceremonies and traditions and things like that. So I thought that was really cool that this is an actual thing that used to happen all the time. And
0: Yeah, this, this commune is keeping the uh, traditions alive.
1: However, I ruined it for myself um, because... This scene is very intense. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's get into what happened to Old Man Fucked It Up.
0: So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Captain Whoopsie Daisy. He... He... Mr. Uh-oh! He, he, breaks, he breaks himself, um, but he's still very much alive. So what ends up happening is he starts wailing in agony because, ow. Yeah. And um, the commune shares... Everything, literally everything. They even share in each other's pain. So when he starts to wail, everyone else in the group starts to, like, they double over in pain. They start yeah. wailing. They start grabbing body parts. Yeah, they start to cry. They're mimicking
1: everything. It's yeah. awesome.
0: So they're sharing. They're, they're basically like, hey, man, we're supporting you in your pain. Until four of um, the elders walk up. One of them has this big-ass Harley Quinn mallet. And uh, the, between the four of them, they smash his head. Until it's hamburger meat. Like, all four of them take a turn with this fucking thing. One was plenty. One got the job well, I, done. I think it's
1: his family. I think that's what the, the, so, it's like. It's kind of like, oh, it's like, oh, the family has to go and it, finish the job. That's and,
0: cool and all, but yeah. one of them, he could have had his son do it, just the one, because it was one and done, but the other three had to follow up and actually.
1: It's shoot. pinata rules, Meg. <laughs> you take a whack, you don't break it, you go, beat, the next person goes. Beat it
0: till it's dead. <laughs> All right. So, but that was just one of the the Viking Viking yeah. Nordic okay. traditions. So,
1: with this one, I ruined it for myself, and I started laughing. And you asked me what was so funny, and I said I'm going to hold it for the podcast. Okay, what was funny? Okay, so as the, like all right, so these were the the people who have run the course of their lives um they've hit 72 years old probably ill uh just not really able to contribute to the commune all that good stuff so the as the practices that you have you know throw them off the fucking cliff well right? they have
0: to the fling themselves or like the, they're not being pushed the, off. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah so
0: happy jumping <laughs> uh,
1: i had <have> the <laughs> do you remember the episode of the dinosaurs
0: Oh, my God, with mom. With yes. mom, it's
1: hurling day. <laughs> like, I was like, Hurling day, hurling day. Come on, Ethel, let's go. it got to get, but you, Earl was get so, you to the pits.
0: Earl was so excited. <laughs> well, the thing is with this is the idea that, again, because they they base everything around the number nine, there's nine days in midsummer. the festival comes every 90 years, um, all of the age groups are broken down into multiples of nine. At 72, they've kind of deemed that as being like, the last point in your life where you have some dignity. You're not sick yet. Um, you haven't started getting into the sick years yet. Um, you, ha- you should still have all your faculties at this point. Um, so what they're doing is they're allowing these elders to die with their dignity intact before they become burdens on the rest of the family and the group.
1: One really cool thing that I thought was very interesting was that so with this ceremony, after the the older person has flung themselves off of the, they've the celebrated
0: cliff. hurling day. Yeah,
1: after they celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really want to go watch that episode now. I I own the DVD, so I, I can do it. Um, but so after they they you know go and take the big old leap, um, <laughs> what's awesome is that there is like a slew of uh, children. That are born like shortly after that, and what's great is that the, the child is given that older person's name to carry on that legacy. Like they they carry on everything that that person had beforehand, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was pretty pretty awesome. Um, as as far as like you know keeping uh, keeping a name going and, and things. It keeps like keeps things that.
0: it keeps things alive a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. But what I want to... Did you have anything else to add to the ada Stupa conversation? Because I want to start getting into the whole reason why we're here, which is the real Viking fun. Oh,
1: yeah. The kills. But we
0: oh, have...
1: yeah. We can we can definitely get into the kills if you want to... Um... But we have to do
0: the sponsor deal first. Oh, we're going
1: to do the sponsor deal? Yeah. We have uh, to let's do a... the sponsor dealies. Pause button.
0: Okay. So, the whole reason why we watch horror movies. The Massacre. Uh, which... In this movie was not as messy as it could have been. Um
1: But still equally as brutal.
0: How many times do we go that's so fucking metal in like, this movie? I, like I was just like,
1: oh I, my
0: god. I think I lost count. I
1: was like I just <laughs> I just like I like as I'm watching this thing is like with the with the Nordic stuff, I was like, I just wanted to listen to Mona Marth like like what, like with some of these de- like death kills and things like that. I'm like So this is a great
0: So essentially a lot of it gets explained at the end of the movie. So Quick synopsis of that is there are again the number nine shows up. There are nine sacrifices to midsummer, um, and they come in various forms. Like, so two of them were the elders that jumped off and killed themselves on hurling day, and then um, some of the other ones were volunteers, and then some of them had to be brought in from the outside, which is what Pele and Ingmar had done.
1: And the way that it sets up. At the at the end, we will I don't want to spoil the ending yet. yet. Um, well, it's gonna happen, hang, but I want to do it yet. Well,
0: hang on, because I'm not. I'm. i Want to finish this thought real quick. Okay. So essentially, what ends up happening is, um, the idea is to have some of the outsiders be volunteered by Ingmar and Pele, who brought them in, as the sacrifices for the ending of the Midsummer Festival. Well, they kind of did it themselves um, because. They were not briefed on what the actual celebration was going to entail. Like, they were just being told, like, it's a nine-day party. Let's go. So that's what they were expecting. Well, Simon and Connie watch Hurling Day, and Simon freaks the fuck out. He's yelling at people. He's yelling at the leaders of the group. He's losing his shit. Yeah, he's
1: like, he's like you guys are completely fucked. This is disgusting. Like, yep. I don't like, And, like, in... And, and, you know lady civ like she's like trying to calm him down and let him understand and give him like some explanation and and in ingram he's just like i'm sorry i didn't like i didn't yeah. you know put you know warn you ahead of time and the rest and like you know uh, you know Pele and, his, and his group like they're like they're equally as as like shocked and, they're and horrified sh- they're but. shocked
0: but they weren't as incensed about it as simon was simon was very vocal Um, in putting down the group and their traditions. And that was the catalyst to a lot of them dying, is you weren't respecting what they were doing, so that automatically put a target on your back. Um, So it happened with Simon, it happened with Mark, who a little bit later is like, I have to pee. So he goes behind a tree to pee and doesn't know that it's their ancestral tree, even though it's just a dead corpse of a tree. So he's peeing all over this, and one of the guys... um, Ulf comes running out screaming at him you're pissing on my ancestors you're pissing on the dead and in Swedish she's not even speaking English at this point so we have to read it through the subtitles and Mark is freaking out and Pele is like trying to explain to him what he did wrong and he's like calm down guys it's just a dead fucking tree like no respect no apology nothing so that puts a target on his back and uh yeah that was I was like yeah you know what I'm not sad about that one when it happened with Mark. Um,
1: it, but it was really funny too where like so like Mark, you know, he pisses on the tree and Ulf like just like he's going to take his head off. Yeah. And then like it's hilarious like they're they're sitting down at dinner and the way they have this, the, these tables set up is it's actually in one of the, the symbols. It's, it's for yeah. I think it's like the symbol is uh, unity I think is what they use it, it for.
0: I don't remember but it's the fish shaped rune.
1: It, oh yeah, it's yeah. it's like it's like a double fish shape. Like it's a really really long like setup. Yeah. Um. Because there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But uh, what's really awesome is that. Uh. So Mark's sitting there. He's looking across the table. and He's like, Do you think that guy's really mad at me? And then like the the camera pans up. And you see off, and he's just like staring a dagger, uh, like just burning like a hole. Kill. Like it, it, he just can't take his eyes off. Well, then Mark, Mark's
0: like. I think he's going to kill me.
1: Yeah, and lo and behold, like right after that, uh, a girl that Mark has kind of had the eyes for, you know, walks over and says, hey, come with me. And so he walks over and then we never see Mark again. Nope,
0: he just sort of disappears. Now,
1: uh, Josh, he ends up... uh, His is is disrespectful because he didn't follow the rules. Yeah, Um,
0: because he's doing... Is he's trying to do as much research on this group as possible, so he meets up with one of the elders to look over some of their the books, the journals that have been been written. And he's like, I want to take... He asked if he could take pictures, and one of the elders tells him, no, you, you can't. Like, you can write about it, that's fine. You can write about it, that's fine, but no, pictures are not allowed. Yeah. Well, what happens when, in the middle of the night, everyone's asleep? He's like, I'm going to go take fucking pictures. And he does, and he ends up being killed in the temple by somebody wearing mark's face
1: yeah all like texas chainsaw massacre style like well and it's it's ulf yeah like so ulf like went and killed mark skinned him alive and then actually like he's showing like he's standing in the middle of the doorway turns around like right like so jo- like it startles josh he's like it's like oh it's mark it's you it's like whatever like it's like what are you doing here like like yeah I, we're not supposed to be yeah, here we're not supposed to be here and then all of a sudden boom big old harley quinn mallet like, like right to the back of the head kills uh you know josh instantly and then that's when we see that mark is well it's ulf in the mark costume yeah um and, right. which is like so super creepy
0: it's really creepy uh Especially because you see what's essentially Wool Poulter's face, but like the eyes are blinking independently, and he's just sort of moaning and groaning behind it. He's not actually speaking. Um, well,
1: and that's where I thought that it was an, an one of the other characters, um, but that was the thing. It was like it, it was Olf. Yeah, uh, I
0: thought it was the inbred kid too, and it yep, was. Not. I thought it was the
1: inbred because of the way he was moaning and acting.
0: Um, right. Um, so at this point now, most of the visitors are gone except for Danny and Christian. Um, Connie and Simon, the, the thought was that they left because, like, Simon got so mad. He was like, Connie, pack your shit. We're leaving. And so um, when Connie grabs her bag, she walks out and she's like, where'd Simon go? And one of the guys in the group is like, oh, uh, someone took, there's only room for two in the truck and whoever was driving took him to the train station they're going to come back and get you. And she's like... What the fuck? Why would he leave without me? So Connie's pissed. She's cussing out um, the guy in front of her about it. Which was, you know, strike for her. That pretty much sealed her fate there. Um, And then eventually, like, it's like, okay, well, it's your turn to go. And then we don't see Connie again. And nobody's thinking about them. Because it was just like, oh, they left to go back to the airport. They're going home. The end. Not knowing that... Simon has gone through one of the most brutal and metal Viking torture processes ever recorded. He got turned into a blood eagle and had flowers stuck in his eyeballs.
1: Yeah. Like, his, his eyes were removed and replaced with flowers. But on top of that, on top of that, being like, and like to get, give everyone a little, like, you know visual of, of what a bloody like so the blood eagle is like he is like chained up like hellraiser style like so he's got like or you know he's like a slab of meat but he's like spread out like he's almost like like if he's like f- like falling or like you know falling into a pool but his back is sliced and flayed open and then like he had like flowers all like inside of the, like of his cavity and, and the wound and everything like that. But then on top of that, he's still alive. Yeah. He's breathing and like, it's, it's like, oh He'd my God. He'd also
0: been, he was in the chick. he was being hung in the chicken coop. He'd also been disemboweled and the birds were eating.
1: Yeah. His
0: ants. You guys, Nathan Explosion couldn't get any more brutal than this.
1: Oh my God, so <laughs> it was, good
0: crazy bananas scary and like this is christian who's still tripping balls is the one who discovered him in the chicken coop
1: like i like i saw a cannibal Uh, corpse song out of this yeah it was so so damn brutal
0: it really was ridiculous um one of the the best things i think about this movie is the whole thing gets foreshadowed at the beginning i've heard i've seen some reviews online where oh it's being oh it was predictable yeah they literally told you how this movie was gonna go right at the beginning of the movie. All the seeds were planted from the opening credits where we have that the painted tapestry. It literally shows you how the movie's playing out. At the beginning of the movie, there's a bear in a cage. And um, I forget who it was. I think it was Mark who was like, no one wants to mention the bear in the cage." and Ingmar was like, there's a bear in a cage.
1: yeah, it's it's a bear. like it's yeah. that, that's what it is. There's it's, a bear no, no, So they had no. a
0: bear that was caged up for no reason. It was like a hand-wavy comment about it. It was just sort of like, yeah, it's there. There was a tapestry that we're walking past that shows what's going to happen to Christian. Actually, that whole scene, because the the bear and then the tapestry happened like back to back. So that tells you what's going to happen with Christian. It's just like, you have to pay attention to this movie because it all gets laid out, but you can't but your imagination can't piece it all together, so it looks as brutal as it's delivered. Yeah,
1: and I mean, and they they go into the main, I guess, like like sleeping quarters. Yeah, um, it's like this big, almost like a cathedral.
0: It's like a barn done up and yeah, almost a cathedral. I, I, it, it looked of like, it like a cathedral, inside.
1: like a like a like a very rustic kind of cathedral and like so it's a two story thing it's just lined with beds and like so everybody sleeps in this area well it's like littered with like just different pieces of art and symbols and um, yeah
0: every square inch of the walls is painted everything
1: so and it's like uh, there's a bunch of them where it's like Danny would walk over to you know the mm-hmm. wall and she would like look at like a certain you know image and that kind of set you up for the, the May right. Queen stuff yeah she's the and... one who found
0: the, the May Queen photos and she's like oh or, so that's what she asks Pele It's like oh are these the May Queens well that foreshadows going. Danny becomes the May Queen yeah um, there was one scene where Christian is there's a girl Maya. She's a cute little redhead.
1: Who? <laughs> oh, we'll get into her. Who
0: pegs him as she's she wants him as her mate, um, as her first. Uh, apparently, once a girl has her period, she now becomes a woman, and they allow her to have sex. There's also the um, the idea that it was brought up. I think it was Josh that asked. It's like, well, how do you guys prevent inbreeding? Well, sometimes we have to bring outsiders in, and that there you have it. Well, Maya picks Christian. And so she goes through this whole uh, love spell thing that is played out in the tapestry that we see after we see the bear, where it's like um, she trims her pubic hair and puts her pubic hair in his food. And then um, she leaves, she has to leave like a little carved rune under his bed. Then she. Oh, she
1: also has to put. Uh, menstrual
0: blood in his drink
1: (laughs) which is really
0: funny because if you're not paying attention you miss it so there's a there's this one scene where they're having like meat pies for dinner and so (laughs) christian gets his put in front of him and he takes a big old bite and he pulls this little hair out of it and mark looks over and he's like dude is that a fucking pube and he's like i don't know like he's not sure and he takes a big swig of his drink everyone's drinking what looks like elderflower Drinks. If you've ever seen them at IKEA, it almost looks like
1: a like a light lemonade. Yeah,
0: everyone's drinking. It looks like if you've ever seen the IKEA like elderflower drinks. That's kind of the color that it is. But Mark, but Christian's is a weird pinky color. His is not quite the same color as everybody else's. His
1: looks like grapefruit. Yeah, he. (laughs) You even you even said you're like, oh no, there's something wrong with yours.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because I saw the tapestry and I was like, okay, so it's pubic hair in the food. It's menstrual blood in the drink. There's the rune under the bed, and then when all is said and done, they should be falling madly in love with you and want to make all the babies with you.
1: Yeah, it's it's this, and it's interesting because it's the it's the woman that will pick the man, and so the man doesn't really have like he could have the feelings for her, but it's more of like I'm gonna do this. It's a duty thing, this, this ritual, and it's like I pick you, you're mine, and that's it's like. It's, there, there's nothing that they could do through it. Yeah. Now, the thing that...
0: So, poor Christian's tasked with taking this girl's virginity. Yeah. Like, he has an interview with Sit, Lady Civ, at, uh throughout this movie, and she's like, Maya has picked you, and they have this conversation about it, and he's like, okay. Like, again, he's just sort of in beta mode, like he can't, like he's not standing up for himself, he's not standing up for Maya, he's not like, no, I'm in a relationship, this is not okay, he's just sort of like, uh, okay, yeah. He, well, he doesn't really
1: know what to, what to do, because uh, at this point... But he uh, has no spine,
0: so he's no, not going to mean, know. But
1: at this point in the movie, well, this is where, like we'll probably get into it a little bit more, too, but like, you know, like Josh has gone missing, and they are saying that the, the sacred text has gone missing as well. So, which it hasn't, like it's it's yeah. still there. But uh, Christian, he like he tells, oh, like well, we're not affiliated with Josh, and we don't condone in anything that that he's he's done. So he basically just dismisses everything. He's like, I don't, I ain't, I ain't with him. Yeah, at all. he's
0: not willing to stand up for. Or to yeah. anybody, and in and so this
1: movie. and so when he's talking to, to Lady Siv, like he thinks that he's in trouble because of the book, and then like she brings up the thing, so I could see where he's just like, "The hell are you talking about?" Like, like this is like because she's like, "Oh, what do you think of Maya?" And he's just like,
0: "Yeah, but if we didn't uh, get all the other, uh, like, but if what? we didn't get all the other character charactery stuff before that, we could just chalk it up to confusion." Yeah. But because of what we know about him it's just he just doesn't have a spine yeah.
1: now uh the thing though i'm like <laughs> why
0: would you want to mate with him he doesn't have any balls
1: well she don't know that like she's she's a virgin it's just like oh you look good i'm just going to go for right. you right yeah
0: he's cute like that's, that, that's like just
1: that's what every virgin happens like you just can't control yourself and especially like when she's just like oh the elders are going to let me get 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 some nookie all right let's go it's like i'm i'm going to get a baby in me awesome and like that's that's the mindset they have. Yeah. So uh, and and like she's like she, I, she gets to contribute to the commune and yeah and her family and stuff like that. And it's it's but
0: nobody can do anything alone. Everything has to be done in a group. Yep.
1: Yeah. So uh, <laughs>
0: including losing losing your virginity.
1: So I felt at at one point I felt really bad for Christian for because, a second for a split second and then it, and then they fucked it up because. He, well, he messed it up. So uh, the May Queen Festival is started, and I call this one the day of baby making um, <laughs> because – so the festival goes, and the way that it's set up is that uh, you have the Maypole, and you have all these girls uh, are dancing around the Maypole. And it's one of those like who's going to end up last? Like so, if you yeah. you, you it's just a fun you,
0: little dance contest, you
1: just dance until you you stop or you know until you can't anymore, and then you just kind of and they just weed it's out. literally
0: a last woman standing yep. because you've got people bumping into each other, falling over, tripping over their own feet, getting tired, until yeah. Danny ends up being the last one standing. Yep.
1: So as the everyone is watching, uh, you know Christian goes and sits next to I think it's like Pella and like you know um he's just sitting in he's the He's sitting with
0: the men, yeah.
1: And uh well Pella's the, at this point the only one left. Um,
0: well, the men in the commune too. Yeah.
1: So he's sitting there and my um, you know Maja like she walks over and hands him a drink. And he goes, "Well, what is it?" And she's like, oh, it's it's like a herbal, you know, like tea and oh, stuff Oh, no, it wasn't like Maya. It
0: was one of the other women. Was
1: it one of the other yeah, women? Yeah, okay. it wasn't Maya. I thought it was Maya. No, um, but she
0: hands him a drink and she says, oh, it's for, she kind of just tries to like blow it off. And he's like, what's this going to do to me?
1: Yeah, that yeah. right there. Because I'm like, oh, shit. And she's like, shit. oh, it's
0: just going to open your mind up to some things. And he could have dumped it in the grass and he didn't.
1: Nope.
0: Nope. The stupid fucker drank it.
1: Dude, like. He roofied himself. That's the thing. It's like, that's like if Bill Cosby was like, here you go, take this drink. What is it? It's a roofie. All right. Okay. Like, like, you're, you deserve every moment of it.
0: Yeah. At that point, I no longer felt sorry for him. Like that,
1: that's where I'm like. Because it was like,
0: be the smart guy for once and just dump it. Again, no spine, no spine. He's easily manipulated and he's dumb. He cannot stand up for himself. So he's like, all right, I'll drink it. And then he starts tripping balls afterwards. Naturally, right. I mean, it's
1: like a it's like a hard trip too. And like that was yeah. The thing was he's like, very so like
0: glassy eyed. The, and, the yeah.
1: girl didn't really like. She tried to hide it at first, and then when he asked, "What will it do to me?" Like he just opened it up. And I'm like, okay, so clearly you know that it's going to do right. something. To She's you. drugging you. I was like, you know that that's what's happening, and like you still took it. I was like, you dumb motherfucker. Like it's, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. So that's when, uh, but the the really cool thing was, so he goes to like, they're having like the big May Queen uh, dinner and Danny is kind of pissed at um, at Christian because like she got all excited that she won. And so they have this big thing where they, they have this platform and they pick her up on the platform. And yeah, it's a walk. big
0: celebratory And thing. she's
1: like, she looks back and she sees Christian. Like everybody is around her cheering. And then Christian is just kind of just standing back and just not really wanting to, you know, be a part of anything. Um, and so she's just kind of feeling like, like, dude, like you can't even fucking support me. And like, I'm, I just won something major. And it's yeah. like.
0: She's like, I finally have a happy moment, and you're not even Like, around. yeah, like,
1: you're not even here for it. And, like, so, you could, like, you could tell, like, where she's, like, sitting at the dinner table, like, just, like, fuck you, dude. Well, like-
0: <laughs> the last, like, 20 minutes or 25 minutes of the movie, Danny and Christian don't have any dialogue. Neither nope. of them do. Um, nope. But what's really cool is even despite the dialogue, you can see where Danny sort of, not only is she being accepted into the commune, she's accepting them into her heart as well like there's one where she's slowly starting to make friends with some of the women they're having conversations over different things she kind of picks out one that she's starting to get a little bit close to I don't know her name I remember her name but it's you know she's one she's sort of starting to bond with and she's like why don't you come with me and the other women and help me make dinner So she's like, okay, well, I'll come in and it starts and you can see it visually. There's a lot of um, symbolic things happening here where visually you see Danny getting absorbed in. So she goes in, you see her in her normal clothes. She's in her like capris and her t-shirt and um, her friend ties an apron around her waist. And it's the apron that matches all of the clothing that all the other women are wearing. And they set to like kneading out pie dough and all this other stuff. Um, And then when we get to the scene where, oh, we're gonna do the dance around the maypole, she's fully dressed in the um, same outfit style outfit is all the other women so she's now changed out of danny's clothes and are put into the commune's yeah. clothes
1: and there's like it's there's also like symbols on the yeah like and it kind of represents there's, there's like,
0: runes everywhere yeah and the runes um,
1: the runes are really like it, you'd have to know like be in the know about mm-hmm. what they are but i mean that's like but hers um was pretty symbolic for like the rebirth and things like and that and family and, 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 and then, those sorts of things
0: yeah Um, so you see that she's got the little, the pretty flower wreath on her head. And then when she wins the May Queen, like they take off the one flower and they put the one crown off of her head and they put a bigger floral crown on her head and she sits down. Um, she sits down at the head of the table as you know, where the May Queen is for dinner. And she's like, and this is the part where she's no longer, the dialogue is gone. So she's just watching what Christian's doing. He's been drugged at this point. And she's watching what everyone else is doing, and she's, you can see she's getting really resentful. Yeah. You can see it in her face.
1: Yeah. That's where I was like, I kind of felt bad for Christian because it's like, even if he wanted to, like, be supportive or anything, he was already drugged. And that's why he was, like, hanging back and not doing, like, not really but she doesn't being there. Know that. She, it, it, she doesn't know that. Right. And so. But at this
0: point, she's already over his shit because yeah. that's just, it, it doesn't read as being anything different as he'd been over the last four years.
1: Yeah. And, uh,. The, the crazy – like, so they are going to do this big, like, the the May Queen, like, kind of, like, in in festival uh, where it's, like, the final ceremony. And, uh, like, so they are kind of dragging – or they're, they're trying to get her to go to where – they're going to do the summer, ceremony. But um, on top of that, so <laughs> this is, like – you cannot – deny this shit so christian is sitting at the table was
0: not me she caught me on the shower was not me saw me banging on the sofa wow
1: yeah was not me. me
0: um
1: so but christian's sitting at this t- at the the you know the the big like you know feast table and fucking Maya. oh no it wasn't my it was uh, it was one of the it was another girl um She comes walking up, and she's throwing flower petals all the way leading up to him, and it's basically making, like, a path that's like, dude, if a girl walks up to you and fucking throwing flower petals, like, leading you to the bedroom, it's fucking on. Like, that, like... That's effort and work, and it's like, dude, it's happening. Like, yeah. And especially, like, when... Like, you're
0: you're no longer a volunteer at this point. You were yeah. being forced into doing it. It, yeah. it was
1: more of like, nope, you're coming with me. And that's what it was. It was like, he was so, like, he... Like, the drug really kicked in by that time. And he, like, just got up, walked over, and walked into he, the sex den. And
0: he was so pliant through the whole thing. And at, this was after Danny had left. Like, they were like, okay, we need you, the May Queen, to go bless... ...the crops and go bless the livestock.
1: That's what it was, yes. So, yeah,
0: so uh, some of the women came and they're like, all right, let's go. And they whisk her off. And then after that, like, they were... The group was separating Danny and Christian as best as they possibly could. And they really succeeded at doing it because they had Christian who was really easy to manipulate to begin with. And then you drug him on top of it so he becomes really pliant. And, like, he's now just sort of, like, heading off to the sex den... And uh, where there is zero privacy as he takes this girl's virginity. Um, Okay,
1: no. uh, Let's talk about this crazy nutty shit. Yeah,
0: and then we'll get back to to Danny's transformation in a second. So
1: uh, this one, so he walks in and they put him in the same kind of, uh, just a robe. Um, and they actually make him, uh, take a big old whiff of, it was like a smelling salt. And they're like, oh, this is help, help for, you know, uh, be, you know.
0: It was a stamina thing. Yeah, it was
1: like, yeah, so it was like being, I'm like, well, being fertile and stuff with
0: like that. A vir- uh, With a virgin, virgin female, you don't want to go forever because that shit is uncomfortable.
1: So, they, he walks in and the door, the door opens and you see, you know, Maya just sitting there. Like, like on a bed of flowers, like starting. Na- I was like, I was like, this looks like a cradle of filth video. Like this looks like it's like again, a- <laughs> shit's getting
0: metal in here.
1: Yeah. So it's like she's like, and she's actually, it's it's kind of hot. Like that. Yeah, like,
0: except for the row of women behind her, all that, naked. That's
1: where I was like, oh, 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 god. There is no.
0: there is a naked it's, audience.
1: It's twelve twelve women uh, from the, the the commune, and it. Ranges from, like, the, you know, young teenagers to your oldest Some dirt the, cr- yeah. keeper looking... You've you
0: got representatives of all three phases of woman there. You have maidens, mothers, and crones. And they are... All there.
1: Full frontal. I'm talking... So much... Bushing boobs to, for days, yeah, Everybody's
0: naked. Everybody's watching. One of the older women comes and, like, escorts Christian down to Maya and, like... And Christian just keeps going with it. At this point, there are zero faculties well, there. Well,
1: he just, like, he's so out of it that it's just like, he's just, like, on autopilot. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, I guess this and is Maya's what i And Maya's pretty,
0: do. and she's got a nice body, and there's the whole, there's the whole uh, appeal of, oh, and I get to take her virginity. Like, there's that part. Again,
1: he he doesn't know really what he's what he's, like, he knows the action that he's doing, but he doesn't. Really, no. There's nothing. Tied there's nothing to it. there. Yeah, and so that's where it's like it's weird because he starts going and like the women are like kind of like chanting so quietly, mm-hmm. and they start like singing, and I'm like, oh, so now we get the naked like part. right.
0: But with the at the point of penetration, one of the sort of middle aged women comes down and holds Maya's hand because it's incredibly painful.
1: She. Maya starts, like, like moaning. But then, like, she gets, like, inf- like like almost face-to-face with Christian and starts singing. And I'm like, w- okay, this is not helpful.
0: But they're, <laughs> Christian, they're making eye contact while it's happening. And, like, there isn't a point where Christian's like, ooh. And even when, like, Christian starts kind of slowing down, like, he's kind of losing his rhythm and his energy a little bit. One of the older, the older women, like the crones, comes up behind him and starts pushing on his butt. <laughs> to keep the rhythm going.
1: Yeah, it's like oh my god! It's like thanks Ethel for the assist
0: <laughs> for real. And so when he finally gets through and finishes it, like a Maya, like Maya immediately throws her knees up and she's holding her knees back. And she goes, "I feel it, I feel the baby." And I'm like, "Honey, that's not yeah. how that oh, works."
1: Also, too. So just like with all the the deaths, where it's like the you know, the the commune takes all the pain and they're like you know screaming in agony and things like that all 12 of those women are having a massive orgasm and they're like playing with themselves. And it's just like, they are they're
0: moaning they are moaning. They're
1: having a damn good time. And it's just like watching Christian. I was like, is that technically an orgy? Like that's an orgy. Like they just, had I, mean, like I, a, think,
0: I think an orgy means everybody has to participate in the, in the actual, they, penetration they part. technically
1: all were participating in some type of penetration. And because it was a big group of them, they were all naked. And they were all having an orgasm at the same time, watching two people, you know, get busy. But it's like they were sharing, and it was just. There's very, so many
0: layers of weird there. Yeah.
1: Well, here's the thing. So Danny, she hears the moaning. She hears, and it's like the weird, like, like, but it's the moan like a chant version. And, yeah. yeah. If
0: there's a rhythm to it. It's so
1: weird so she's they're like oh like you, you know come over this way and then we're gonna do all the blessing and stuff like that and then she's like Danny is like what's this over there. And the girl goes, oh, that's not for us. And just kind of ends it at that. And then Danny's like, like, no. No, but what is it? And she's like, oh, like, you don't want to, like, you don't need to go over that way. You don't want to see. And then Danny, like, walks over and she peeks down into the keyhole and sees the, everything that we just explained and she just, like, loses it. And it's just like.
0: Yeah. The, that's where. We lose Danny completely to the group because she runs into the communal bedroom and she drops to her knees and she's hyperventilating and she's very, she's not only feeling that emotional pain, you're, when it's that extreme, like you feel your heart, like she's in the physical pain part too. And this is where she realizes most that she has that support she's never had in her life is because all of the women that were out with her in the fields have now dropped down around her and they're moaning and they're screaming and they're wailing and they're crying and they start bringing Danny into a rhythm with the, with the gasping and it starts to like the rhythms line up and then they start to slow things down. Like they're calming her down a little bit when they're doing it. And so that is the scene where I would honestly say we lost Danny completely. Like she's like, I'm in the group now. Um, to the point where, like the next time we see Danny, because the the flowers have been representing her transition, she is fucking covered in flowers. Yeah. She's got her May Queen crown on, and then she's got this huge cape yeah. of flowers all the way up to her neck. You just see her little head. Okay,
1: so now um, to set it up though for this next scene that that to lead up to like towards the end. I know.
0: I just wanted to finish Danny's
1: transition yes. there. Oh, no, 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 They're like, everything kind of, like, ties all in. So, after the crazy sex romp, National Lampoon style, and yeah, the, the Chris, sex den. Yeah, Christian
0: manages to pull his shit back together as soon as he pulls out, and he's like, oh, my God, what have I done? And he goes yeah. running You can naked. see, like,
1: blood on his junk, and yeah. it's like, oh, God. It was
0: really accurate. It was, like, uh, it was, again, really unsettling, because you're like, oh, that's that's right, losing a girl losing her virginity is the worst. It's so messy. But he's running around trying to find a place to to hide or cover himself or what. So he's running from place to place. He's the one who discovers all the dead bodies. So as he's discovering them, we as audi- an audience are discovering them. He like, finds
1: Simon in the chicken coop. Oh, no, no. First one is he, he runs across to this barn and sees Josh's foot sticking out of the ground. Yeah, like he's a, buried- there's
0: a rune painted on it.
1: Yeah, and then like – so he's like – he freaks out and then runs like across to another barn or to the chicken coop and then that's when he finds Yeah, Simon. but he, he's
0: finding all of – he's essentially finding where all of his friends went um, and then uh, eventually um, one – some of the men catch up to him. They blow a powder in his face.
1: Which – dude, this commune has – all the drugs.
0: There's so many drugs. Like,
1: dude, like, I was like, what fucking, like, this powder. Or, this like,
0: ridiculous hippie commune. Yeah,
1: and I was like, this is a creepy thing because it's like.
0: And it knocks his ass right out. Yeah,
1: Chris, like, Christian, like, he, he, like, goes underneath Simon, and he's, like, like, so, like, he's, like, upside down, and that's when you could like, see his, like, nostrils flaring, and, like, you see the breathing. And then, like, as, like, Christian, like, comes out from under Simon, he, like, s- like. He looks up, and there's a fucking old dude just sitting there, and he just blows, like, fucking, uh, like, uh, I don't know, or <laughs> was, like, oh, what was it, um, the fucking, like, salts salt, like, the WWE, the...
0: Oh, like, when um, Mr. Fuji, Fuji. you yeah. in the eyes with the salt? <laughs>
1: like, like, that's how it was. You know what? Surprise drugs! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Pocket <in>. sand! <laughs> so, like... <laughs> so like that's my that dude is now my Dale Gribble of the commune. <laughs> the he,
0: Christian ends up becoming the final sacrifice. I'm sorry, he's,
1: I can't. That's really funny.
0: I'll give you a second. But what ends up happening is Christian gets put in the lineup with the the last uh, four of the potential. They're making up the ninth sacrifice, so he's one of four who's going to be picked by the May Queen. Well, guess who he just pissed off?
1: Yeah.
0: So he gets picked as the ninth sacrifice, and uh, yeah, again, real fucking metal. In case you were wondering what happened to that bear, um, we <laughs> find out what happened to that bear as it gets hollowed out, and Christian gets stuffed inside.
1: Yeah, like that's the thing. Like, so they they gut this thing, but they're like, oh, we don't want to like puncture it, and you got to be careful. Yeah, with it. well, it was
0: one of the. It was a lesson. It was a teaching lesson. One of the elders was showing. The kids, there were like two eight-year-old boys there learning how to properly gut yeah. and stuff this massive brown bear, and then Christian gets stuffed inside, sewed up,
1: and he gets put in. He gets put into a bear snuggie, like it's yeah. like it's creepy because like it's they so like fucking cu- metal, dude. <laughs> they cut a hole through the neck, and like so, Christian's face is like <laughs> he looks like he's he's wearing a bear suit. It is the funniest fucking thing, but it's also, it's really upsetting, it's really fucking metal. And it's just like, but the thing is like, so Christian, the, he can only open his eyes. Like he can see, but he, yeah. he has no functions of, he can't, ex- talk, he, he can't talk, he can't move.
0: Yeah. It was explained to him that he was paralyzed essentially. And all he can do is he can see, hear, smell, breathe. Oh, that's it.
1: Oh. And also too, like, so when can the, you
0: imagine what the inside of that, that bear smelled? Like? Oh
1: my God. It'd be awful.
0: Like, I mean, they're kind of smelly anyway. I mean, I've I've,
1: I've helped you know, skin a deer, and, you know, like, that's not fun, but...
0: There's musky. Yeah. There's that bear musk. So, mm-hmm.
1: but, like, the thing that was, like, also creepy about that little scene is when the girl... Like, so he gets the powder in the face, and it, like, knocks him the fuck out. Like, yeah, and so... <laughs> then the girl that kind of opens his eyes It's just, you know, this little blonde girl... Oh. And she's just like, "Oh, hey, Christian, hey, just just wanted to say that's like you have no functions of your your limbs, and yeah. you can't talk." And she's like, "Like, I was waiting for that. Have a nice day." And it was just like, it was like I felt like yeah. she was like a flight attendant. She said like. like, with
0: a smile. Yeah, she was
1: just like, "Oh, it's it, this, <laughs> is, this is natural." Like,
0: <laughs> just to give you a heads up so you know for later. You're fucked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's like like that's the way. And then I was just like, um, "What?" So then that, that's when they were, they mentioned that, uh, so they need nine total sacrifice, two of their own, which was the two elders at, Already on, did it. yeah, on, you know, hurling day. Um, and then they had uh, Ingram and uh, Pele brought their two. Yes. Yeah. And then there was two and more. And then
0: Ingmar and Ulf volunteered themselves. Yes. So that's two, four, six. Yeah, um, so they needed
1: just the one more, and that one was decided by a, well, yeah,
0: because they had had Mark yeah. and Josh who they offed themselves, so that was seven and eight, and then yeah, there was four potentials, one of them being Christian, and the May Queen was supposed yeah. to pick the ninth.
1: Yeah, and, and they so they kind of set up like they they put like four people in front of her, and they're like, okay, well you get to choose, and this is where that whole thing of like how Danny had kind of no control over her life is now put into this like she now gets to pick who gets to die Yeah, I was like that is a huge control flip and it's just like yeah. and so she went from
0: having zero control to being in total control
1: yeah and I mean and, and like so Christians is like sitting in this wheelchair just you know can't do anything and like she just like just burning a hole through him and then like the next scene is the you know being put into Winnie the Pooh
0: um, it. I can't imagine what could have been going through Christian's mind at that point in time because it had to have been a lot of I should have broken up with her I should have broken up with her I should have broken up with her but it was a lot of he had to have felt some level of betrayal he had to have felt some level of Um, the, like there had to have been a lot some, of being like
1: a lot of panic because like it had a, to have been
0: grief and sadness too where it's like I really fucked her over
1: yeah it, it's really creepy because it's like he can't like show the emotion but it's like he can think everything so it's like to sit there and like know that torment that's going on in his mind and all those feelings where it's just like you could tell like or it's like just think about it's like he's Screaming, It's like, you know, not me, not me. Like, you know, Danny, like, help me, like, whatever. Yeah. And then, like, when she picks him, it's just like, you know, like, just the panic and the, the, you know, just the anger and stuff like that. But then being put in the bear and just the freaking out. Well, that's just like,
0: and then what's worse is they're, all of the sacrifices are put inside the big yellow building at the beginning, which is, like, they called it, like, an altar or a temple or yeah. something. It's like, oh, it's, it's sacred space. We're not allowed in there. Well, that was where... All the sacrificial lambs were going to be set out to um, be burned to death.
1: They they ca- like brought out in these wheelbarrows. They're p- basically murder art projects. Yeah, and like so they they like brought well, out. Connie
0: had been drowned.
1: Yeah, she, um, they, they drowned had,
0: her it, in a pond. You could see um, they were setting everybody up in. Um, like propping all of the bodies up against the walls on the the big hay bales and then Christian was in the middle and they had Ingmar and Ulf were like sitting up against the walls and they're really excited because they're like we've been, you know we're doing something good for our group and um, they drug them and they're like oh, uh, take this for so you feel no pain take this so you feel no fear Um, and Christian's just in the middle of it and because he's already been doped he can't Move or speak or anything. He's just watching all of this around him. He sees Mark getting propped up in his as a scarecrow. Basically, he's yeah. stuffed with straw. They,
1: they took they took a, a scarecrow like so. It's a, a a bot like a straw body, and then just no, placed that was a, his skin. No, but they placed the skin over the straw yeah. body, like it was, and they was propped like, him
0: up. And yeah. then he could see Josh being propped up, and they can like everybody that was in, in this. Um, the bodies of the elders were brought in, and all this other stuff, and then. Um, the, the men who were setting the whole thing up leave and they set the barn on fire and you see the flames start to spread and Ingram and Ulf are the only other two people alive, but not only are they alive, they still have their functions. And, um, so they're watching the whole thing happen and you see Ulf's face, like he's smiling at first and you see Ingram and like, he's, they're kind of returning the smile. They look pretty calm and then Ulf catches fire and he starts to, he realizes it, it's painful. And he starts to lose his fucking mind. And it was in that second when Ulf and Ingram catch fire, they realize that the whole thing is bullshit and they cannot tell anybody. They yeah. can't tell anybody what's going on.
1: Well, and, and like, so they they start screaming and, and and pain as you do when you're on fire. Is that and what you do? I think so, yeah. Um, and the whole commune, again, does their mimicking thing where they're they're, they're screaming and
0: doubled over and we're watching this whole structure burn down and eventually the screaming stops um but one of the creepiest things about this movie is danny's face at the end because they have it where it's sort of transposed that the you could kind of see her through some of the flames and um she's, she looks at it, she's pretty calm she's sort of watching and then she starts to smile because she has found her life and she's found where she belongs and she has been embraced by this community for the first time in her life. She's found a home and um, earlier in the movie, there's a conversation between her and Pele where he's like, have you ever had a place that feels like home? Does Christian feel like home to you? Are you happy with him? Like, Pele is trying to convince, like, I think he's trying to convince her. Like, I don't think it was initially part of the plan to bring her into this like he was just expecting the men to come along and be there you know the potential sacrifices for this whole thing but he saw danny as a potential upside like when she got crowned may queen he kisses her full on the mouth like grabs her face kisses her on the mouth like i'm so proud of you you're may queen and that which catches her off guard but like through the whole thing like pelle is the mastermind of all of this yeah and he's so unsuspecting at the beginning, he's very quiet, he's very polite, he's very soft-spoken. Like, he doesn't strike you as being the kind of guy who would be tricking his friends. And then at the end, not only has he tricked his friends, he's gotten them all killed. And he has the potential to get the girl he wants.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like, And they also say, like, oh, because, um, you know, Pele and Ingram, like, has... They brought, you know, people from outside uh, that they are... Uh, kind of, yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, you guys win. Like you guys don't have to worry about it. Like well, Ingram ended
0: you... up volunteering himself anyway.
1: Well, no, no, no. But I mean, but that's it's like oh, but you get a pa- like you get a pass. Yeah. And like you can you have helped us out, so you get a pass on this one. Um, but that was the thing was like it was very tricky because they they befriended these people just to get them like to lure them in and it's mm-hmm. it's really 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 sinister and yeah. like it's uh, it's definitely
0: dirty dealings for sure
1: and a little part of it was kind of like i wonder if they were going to be killed anyways no matter what mm-hmm. happened or if they just used the whole like disrespecting of the traditions uh, as um, a as a you know as a oh oh you guys fucked up buddy. no
0: I don't think it was necessarily I don't know that's a good question it doesn't strike me as that necessarily being the case because if it is I don't know like well, maybe they were earmarked for death anyway and it the, didn't matter I don't know here's the
1: thing is that the ceremony at the end uh, where they you know burned everyone in the, the giant yellow triangle um,
0: the big wooden tent yeah
1: they uh, that only happens every 90 years yes so the rest of the festival happens every year right and so you know what they were saying about the whole like oh the you know how do you uh you know you stay away from the inbreeding you know factor to it it's like oh we got to have like outside people come in and that were is where like i think if it wasn't well, that the, was part- the 90th year or whatever they like the guys would have just you know shown up Put oh, got, some,
0: and got yeah, laid. Yeah, got yeah.
1: laid and then, like, had a good time and then just would have left. Um, but that's where I, I think that maybe they were going to be off anyways um, for the sacrifice.
0: That's where it starts to get muddy because it's unclear. Like, if they were going to get killed anyway, why go through all the trouble? I mean, I guess it just causes, you know, a little bit of drama and tension for the movie. But then why pick off all the ones who were misbehaving first? You know what I mean? Like, it's just sort of... It's it's ambiguous, but yeah, they're probably earmarked for death anyway. I don't think that's too far off the mark. Um But yeah, the the thing One of the things I noticed that the biggest complaint is about this movie is it's a lot it borrows a lot from The Wicker Man. It's basically like an updated Wicker Man story. Uh if you want to disregard that Nicolas Cage abomination from about 15 years ago. Um it goes, it's a cult in a small town and they're very isolated and they kind of have their own weird way of doing things. It's very pagan. There's, you know, there's the leader of the group. Lady Siv is sort of like the Lord Summerisle character. Um, there's the outsiders coming in, but in case of it just being an inspector, who's there to investigate something like these are people that were specifically brought in to join in the festival. Um, then there's, you know, the guy who misbehaves who ends up being burnt to death. So, there, there's a you could draw all of the parallels to The Wicker Man and it's fine. I'm personally not upset by any of that stuff, as long as it's well done. Like, if someone tries to rip on another movie and they just do it very poorly, I'm like, ugh, why'd you waste my time? But if it's something that borrows very heavily from something else and they kind of put their own spin on it, like what Aster did here with Midsommar, I'm perfectly fine with it. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I definitely got the Wicker Man vibes from it, but at the same time, I felt like this was its own
0: Yeah, very thing. much so. And, and I, I, I love the Wicker Man, so it never yeah. bothered me.
1: Yeah, I mean, and we, we had a, a really hard time on de- like, trying to decide on if this really was a true horror movie or not because it's like is it more of just a psychological thriller because like or
0: even just a straight up drama
1: yeah because it's like I mean but then it's like out of everything that we just got done talking about like with all the deaths and and just all the stuff with like you know with, with Pele and just all the sinister shit that he did and it's just like I was like, yeah, no, this is definitely a horror movie. Like, I mean, and, and again, it's the same thing with The Wicker Man. It's like there's all the same stuff that, that holds into it.
0: It's quieter, though. And we've kind of done a real string of... We're going to have to get into some really serious, like, violent, gory shit. Uh, but this... Because we haven't done anything like that. We've had a real string of, like, quiet, subtle horror movies lately um, where they do more to build just the icky feeling and the tension rather than straight up nailing you with jump scares or trying to get you to, you know, bury your head in your popcorn bucket because there's no creatures. There's not even really, even with the deaths as brutal as like, say, Simon's was, there's no gore. There's no blood. There's no, not really a whole lot in the way of guts or anything like that. I mean, the real gore we got was the bear being disemboweled and the bear was already dead.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, and that was the thing with, uh, with, with. Some of the stuff where like, like the thing with Mark, like that was pretty pretty gnarly. But they kept it kind of.
0: It was behind the scenes, though. It we was didn't, very
1: tame, and yeah, we
0: didn't see him. We didn't see him get taken. We didn't see him get killed. We didn't get see him get skinned. We just saw someone wearing a Mark mask, and there was no blood.
1: Yeah. So I mean, like it was it was clean, and <laughs> like so they they like prepped it. Yeah. So I mean, but that was the thing was like just the, it's almost scarier to know that oh that all that happened. Just by a, a few seconds of seeing a man in a mark suit.
0: The only real gore we got was the elders on hurling day. Like you really got to zoom in on the mashed potato faces.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and they like they showed like where you know the hammer actually striking the face Ugh. and like that was pretty pretty bad because like you could hear that like crack the first time and then like the, the second squish. time yeah you could just see it you know just go completely mashed tatas so it's, it's so
0: gross <laughs> but um yeah it's not super gory it's definitely more like uh, it definitely plays more with the psychological yeah, element of it and
1: the I, fucking drugs dude there's
0: so many drugs
1: yeah i mean i think uh the whole like from the moment they do the uh, the mushrooms with uh, Pele at the at the you know the beginning, it's like I think every time they took a drink of something, like there was some type of drug. Maybe a, it was like a little bit of a light drug, but it's like there was something in it. Like on uh, any time, like they were eating or drinking or something like that. Oh, maybe. Um, but there was because there was a lot of it where they would go into like a festival. where They were going into. Um, you know, some type of like event uh, from the commune, and you could tell like there was something that was kind of happening, or or made the the rest of the group kind of feel uneasy, or you know, uh, more like more heightened uh, senses, or anything I something mean, like that.
0: Having known that your friends have been are just sort of disappearing one by one can't be good yeah. for your anxiety like you you have to be a little put off by
1: that well the the funny thing was is like so uh, Josh uh, goes missing they don't know where he went and they say that oh he stole the book uh, and then uh, Christian says oh we're not affiliated with him and it's just like I denounced my friendship from him because yeah. like, he did something really bad um, and, then,
0: and then the whole Josh thing gets dropped after that
1: Mark, Mark goes missing and they're like oh well I think he's with that girl still and it's like for how long yeah
0: days had gone by and And then Mark gets forgotten about yeah (laughs) and it's like
1: so Christian and Danny like they just kind of all their friends like they just kind of just forget about them and it's like there's not like this whole thing of like Christian going up and being like where the fuck are my friends like why am I all alone again no spine and he never even goes to like to Pele and he's just like he's like what where are they like what happened like there's nothing it's just like I'm just I'm just walking around and, and that's what I think it's like the drugs are kind of like fo- like it, it's kind of like numbing them and Maybe. it's it, like that's that, that's the only explanation I have for that but it was I mean, just the like the fact
0: that Christian couldn't sack up and do anything yeah. probably didn't help
1: no but it's still it's one of those like oh yeah oh, like like at, for like a split second they're like oh they're missing they're missing they're missing okay we're good
0: yeah, they get dropped pretty fast. Um, yeah. So, overall, despite being a Wicker Man ripoff in all of the ways, um, actually, I, I give this movie a four out of five skull. I really, I like it. I'm a big fan of the slow burn movies um, because it's not like nothing was happening. Like you had to pay attention, but there was things happening constantly, whether they were in the background or whether they were very explicit in the foreground. But there was always something going on, pushing the story forward, pushing the characters forward. Um, There was a lot of growth and development, Uh, and Danny especially. Um, Yeah, I think that most of the friends that were there with Danny and Christian were supposed to be cannon fodder. That was essentially their only role they were meant to serve. But... um, yeah, seeing those changes, and Danny especially, but a little bit out of Christian, you really get to see how wimpy he really was and how easily manipulated he really yeah. was. Because you see him getting pushed around by his friends in the beginning, and then you see him getting pushed around by this commune at the end, and uh, it ends up being his downfall. Yeah. That's what ends up taking him out in the end, is the fact that he allowed himself to be pushed around. To all. The- he was very reactive, not proactive. So beta man go bye-bye essentially
1: yeah, yeah I am um, I'm also gonna give this one a four out of, out of five skulls I I I really enjoyed this movie and um I like a little bit more action packed but like with this one like the slow burn it did give you enough and the more you like you paid attention to it like you were rewarded for it and like yeah. that the one thing that I love um, was like all like the little subtle things that kind of like told you like what What's going to happen uh, to agree? Like uh, there was a, uh, at the beginning, the first day they get to the, um, the commune and they're all sitting down on the grass and they're watching, uh, like they're like the whole commune is doing like this big, almost like uh conga line style dance, uh, of sorts. Yeah.
0: To kick off the festival. Yeah.
1: And so they're like, Oh, like, uh, like what are they like? Mark goes, what are they doing? And then uh, Pele's like, oh, oh, "Oh," they're playing Skin the Fool. And then later on in the movie, it turns out where Mark has been skinned. And then, like, at the end, when they put him into the the yellow triangle, um, he's wearing a jester's hat.
0: Yeah, he's the fool. So
1: he's the fool. So I was like, that kind of, like, set everything up for there. Um, Christian, when he goes in to talk to uh, uh, Lady Siv, she – or he's – like he's kind of drugged a little bit and so he's walking in there and he sees like a bunch of like uh like pictures on the wall and then he focuses on one and it's a bear on fire and it's like okay well that's that's what's going yeah, to happen yeah this
0: is um that's why I think I said earlier in the the episode that it makes me laugh when I was like god this movie was so predictable yeah yeah you you are told explicitly what is going to happen yeah. every step of the way in this movie, as long as you're paying attention. Um, none of this should be catching you by surprise. Yeah. It's not designed to catch you by surprise. It's designed to make you dread. Shit, this is what's going to happen to this person.
1: Yeah, and there was the, uh, the thing with the the elders, too, um, which was really neat. Was So the stone that the two elders walk up to and they put their like they so, oh so they cut their hands and then they you know take smear their blood on the stone um, well i guess there's a tapestry that shows people cutting their hands and then being It was painted like,
0: on the wall behind Danny's bed.
1: Yes. And like so there is like all of that but they cut their hands and then when they they mark the the blood you can see the symbol Uh, That Danny is wearing on her like uh, her gown like before the um, the May Queen uh, Ceremony or like the 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 contest yeah, uh, the maple dance and then on the other side It's the one that Christian has on his and it's like a fertility thing or whatever and so when they smear the blood it like you can see there's a little bit of there's like a mountain in the middle on like of the you know the picture and so they're they're rubbing the blood, and it's running through, and that's symbolizing them, like, falling and, and ending their life. And it's just like, I was like, that's fucking cool. Like, yeah. But it's one of those, like, if you're not paying attention, like, oh, they just rub blood on their stone. But yeah, it's this, like,
0: it, this is a two-hour and 20-minute look into the death of a relationship. Yeah.
1: And on top of that, there's a director's cut that adds 30 more minutes to it.
0: I'm curious about that one. I
1: really want to see that one now. I'm not
0: going to lie. I felt every minute of this this 227... This two hour and 27 minute movie. It's long. Like, I think there was one point in the movie I was like, this is still playing. Like, (laughs) what time is it? It's fucking long. I mean, it's not Gone with the Wind long, but it's pretty fucking long. And then I find out there's a 30 minute version of it. And I'm like, that's extra long. And then all I can think is... I need to see that version because yeah. there's so much to unpack. I need to watch this movie again. Like yeah. there's so much to unpack here. And then I'm like, oh, but wait, there's more. And,
1: and I guess there's the.
0: It's more gruesome. Yeah.
1: They, well, they, they add in more, more gore, uh, like, or like uh, gorier kills or like, you know, things like that. But then they also dive a little bit more like deeper into uh, the relationship with Danny and Christian. Um, I mean, I, I thought, I thought we got enough out of that. Um, and I like where the transition between being like, oh, I'm super, super clingy or I feel like I'm being super clingy and I'm going to lose him. I don't want to lose him. And I'm, I want to try and like save this, you know, relationship. And then all of a sudden where, you know, she gets over to Sweden and turns out where it's just like, you can see that transition. And then that final scene where it's just like the ultimate breakup where it's like, nope. You're going in the bear snuggie. And it's just like, (laughs) light them up. Yeah. Fire it up.
0: Fire it up. Pretty much. So, um.
1: Get the barbecue sauce. Yeah,
0: really. (laughs)
1: Uh, well,
0: I think, um, I think that's the end. That should wrap it up for midsummer.
1: Like, this one's pretty good. Oh, sorry. One thing that I, I wanted to mention too that I, um, I read. That was actually kind of neat. Was so the whole thing that the uh, Pele uh, mentions about the seasons where it's like uh, the you know, one to 16 being spring, one, all that good no
0: stuff. birth to 18, spring, 19 to 36 uh, is summer, yeah, and then 37 to 54 is fall, and then 54 to 72. Is okay,
1: mayor. so that whole thing, uh, Danny is. The summer. Her,
0: yeah, she's in her she's early twenties. She's in the 20s. midsummer. Mm-hmm.
1: She's a, she's in her mid twenties, so she's are. in midsummer. But I, so I was like, I was like, oh, that's really cool, I like yeah. that. That's a it's a nice little, like she is the midsummer, and it's like, yeah. so I was like that. uh I like where they, you know, like little stuff that's like layered in there's like that. It's it's really cool. S-
0: there is an English lit amount of symbolism in this movie. Yeah, there's a it is so much layered into it that I'd have to watch this multiple times to really like find all of it. it there's a lot.
1: This is one that I would definitely watch again. And I, I think the next time we do watch it, it has to be the director's cut just to see. I want to see yeah. what else is, is in yeah. there. So, but I mean, yeah, this is definitely one that I would say, go, go watch it. I mean, it's, it's really, really good, but it's one of those, like, you got to be in the right mindset.
0: It's a thinking man's movie. Yeah. Um. So yeah, four out of five from us here at Creepin' It Real. Your mileage may vary uh but i say give it a good uh test run um even though ari oster is very polarizing in terms of his material um hereditary is a love it or hate it as well which i haven't seen yet but um yeah so that's it for midsummer join us every tuesday in your favorite podcatcher assuming you've subscribed have you subscribed yet or are you just listening to us at random what
1: Is wrong with you people? If you haven't subscribed yet, there's a button. All you gotta do is hit the goddamn button.
0: Hit that button. We'll drop every Tuesday morning in your favorite podcatcher. I need a moment. Join us on. I'm sorry. He's a little. He's a little upset. He's upset. I'm a little
1: fuckin' talk amongst yourselves.
0: Then you can join us on. The social medias, Facebook and Instagram at creepin' it real, R-E-E-L-Is and Movie Real. Um, you can like, share, uh, comment. We appreciate any and all five star reviews on iTunes, um, or you know, whatever your podcatcher of choice is. I think they all have some sort of rating system. And if you really like us and want to rep us a lot harder, go to creepinitreal.redbubble.com for all of your creepy merch needs. Um all designs are one-of-a-kind creations by Lunchbox himself.
1: Damn straight.
0: So, he's our workhorse. He records. He helps find content. He edits. He... I'm the jack
1: of all trades, master of none.
0: <laughs> our producer and graphic designer. <laughs> uh, so, that wraps it up for us. So, until next Tuesday, I've been Meg.
1: I've been Lunchbox. And...
0: Maybe stay away from weird
1: cults.